Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. Our guest today, here for the 12th time, is Mikey Morgan, together with his lovely mother, Carol. I had thought this was just their 10th visit with us in almost eight years of Seek Reality programs, but we've been doing a better job of archiving, and this is actually their 12th time. We're going to make a priority now in inviting Carol and Mikey to join us, maybe two, three times a year going forward. We're entering what will be more and more a very exciting time on this planet as the veil between the worlds continues to thin. And in Mikey, we have direct access to a participant from the highest levels who will be able to report to us what's really going on in real time and tell us tell us what's happening. He is really such an amazing resource. He, he is so unique. He's the only one we know of. And whoever has communicated with us from the sixth level to one person on earth, nearly all of them have been off the earth so long they don't know anybody here, and therefore they have to contribute in a collective. But not Mikey. This is so wonderful. Mikey Morgan is the most spiritually advanced being who has ever chosen to incarnate on earth, at least in modern times. And I used to introduce him by saying he was the most spiritually advanced being who ever had incarnated. But then someone emailed me and said, um, have you ever heard of Jesus? Which was an excellent point. So from then on, I started to say, well, he's the most, <laughs> the most elevated being who, who's ever communicated in modern times. People who are sufficiently developed spiritually, and that tends to be around, we think, the upper fifth level, no longer need to incarnate on earth. They can continue to grow there, and they are very glad to get themselves off this earthly treadmill. The being who became Mikey Morgan had last incarnated in the 1600s. He had achieved the lower sixth level of the afterlife, apparently, the area that's just below the source level. So he was, he was sitting pretty. He didn't have to do a blessed thing. But he was concerned about the sharply lowered consciousness vibrations of this planet, which we are now being told have begun to put the very survival of our species at risk. And the sixth level being who incarnated as Mikey Morgan decided to do something about that. Apparently nobody else has wanted to do it. It's a tremendous sacrifice, believe it or not, from his level. He took a brief voluntary lifetime on Earth that ended in 2007, just so he would be able to communicate with us directly in the voice and with the cultural knowledge of a modern American 20-year-old. Now he answers our questions from the sixth level through his mother, Carol. My dear friends, I have watched Mikey answer many hundreds of questions by now. And I'm a stickler, and I have tremendous, I may not, I may know more than just about anybody else about what actually is true. At this point, I've spent 50 years learning. I better know a lot. But I've watched him answer hundreds of questions, and he has never made a single mistake. Even after my 50 years of research, he still knows a whole lot more than I do. So he is the real deal. Carol and Mikey, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us. Thank you, Roberta. It's always fun to be on your show. <laughs> we do have a good time, don't we? I think at this point, just about everyone has heard your story and Mikey's story. So 
let's instead talk briefly about how we first met. I, I think it was at an afterlife conference in the spring of 2012. Do you remember anything about it? Well, I remember going to that conference, and that was after I had started communicating with Mikey uh, through way of a pendulum, um, which actually progressed into more telepathic communication with the pendulum. But um, I remember sitting, I forget where I was sitting, and you were, you, I was sitting by myself, and you sat down next to uh, some people that were at a table next to me, and I kind of asked, you know, what brings you gals to the to the conference or whatever because we were at a conference and it was I think it was in Arizona I'm pretty sure it was in Arizona because that's I think where it was too yes. are. yeah and yeah. um we started talking and I and you asked me well what brings you to this I said well I have an interesting story and I don't know what to do with what I have going on right now and so you asked me what that was and said, well, I can actually communicate with my son who was killed in an accident. Right. I think at that point it was three years ago or whatever. Right. Um, right. And I said, um, I use a pendulum. And you said, really? And I said, yes. And you wanted to see how I did this. And it kind right. of went from right. there. Yes. Well, it could, now it could be told. I didn't believe you for a minute, but you were a grieving mother. I couldn't, I couldn't not be sympathetic to a mother who was in such grief. But I didn't believe in pendulum communication, not for a minute. I had never seen it. I had never seen a good, a good information about it. And I thought this poor woman, she's really, you know, this is, she's in deep trouble here. But I went to your room with two, with two, or was it three grieving mothers? I think it was I three. I think it was three mothers. Yeah. Yes. We went to your hotel room and I watched what happened. And that day, I, it was all transformed for me. I could see that it was real. I mean, you let me get right up in front of you and get my nose into everything, and, and you were perfectly calm about it. And here were these three women who were grieving, and one by one, Mikey gave you information for each of them that brought, one by one, they were all brought to tears. Yeah, that was a huge moment for me, actually, of validation of what my ability was, I guess, because honestly, when this first started, I didn't believe it either. To be honest, I didn't think uh -huh. this was even possible because right. I was brought up strict Catholic and this was just something that didn't happen. So it was amazing for me as well. So by the end of that meeting, I wanted to know more. And I also felt kind of protective of you because you here you had this. I didn't understand yet who Mikey was, but I just knew that you were definitely in communication with someone who was was very good at giving people information that was was so evidential it made them cry, which was beautiful. So that's but that's when our friendship began. And so the, the next thing I did was to invite you to um, come to afterlife forums and. I wanted to see what would happen with him on Afterlife Forums. I had to read everything. For years, I read everything he said there. I had to do that because I didn't – if I caught him in a, in a mistake, I would have felt differently. But that's why, that's why – really why I remained so active for as long as I did. I don't have the time to go there now. Um, we're, 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 what we're going to do is give Afterlife Forums a very much better platform in the next year. Uh, and then uh, everybody can go there much more often and be comfortable. But – um, every I, I watched him answer like a couple hundred questions right off the bat from people who were curious, and everything he said was so accurate. 
It wasn't there, nothing. It was all confident. It was ne- he never guessed at anything. And I knew you didn't know a blessed thing because you and I had talked about it. And you really did. It couldn't have come from you. Mikey had to be I real. Have, yeah, <laughs> I had no idea what he was even talking about half the I time. Know, and I, I, know, and I he saw would say, that. Mom, just, you know, put it out there. Just put it out there. And so I did. But it, it was scary for me at first because I was afraid to be thrown under the bus. I had no <laughs> inkling what he was talking about and when he had told me he says you know mom I'm on the sixth level or six whatever and I'm thinking well what does that mean he says well nothing I says really nothing don't worry about it because I'm just letting you know and I said well I don't know what that means and so onward I went you know with all this stuff because I I really didn't understand it and it was in, in in the beginning he kept it simple for me because he didn't want to scare me that's right. Things and it was you. so different than anything I ever right. knew from my right. previous, you know, knowledge. So I, I don't do any research and I still don't because I don't want to bias my information that I get. Well, it's all from him and it's pretty clear that's true. So eventually, within a few years after that, um, Mikey wanted to write a book and you helped him do it. You did a wonderful job. Um, as I understand it, he told you, he, he gave you what he wanted to say as te- telepathically, but you confirmed a lot of it with your pendulum just to make sure you weren't reading anything into it, right? Right. So I used the pendulum as I wrote that book. That book took a long time to write. It certainly did, yes. And I do hear him telepathically, but literally there, there's a section in that book that he goes through on the afterlife about the dimensions and the planes and everything. And when he talks about God and so that section, I literally went pretty much word for word. I mean, I went with the pendulum over and over and over just to be sure that I absolutely was understanding him correctly with the information he was giving me. And so I did use the pendulum a lot for that particular section of the book and for a few other sections, but otherwise, I mean, I would hear him telepathically, and then I would confirm it with the pendulum, and we move very fast with the pendulum. I mean, I think the last time I saw you, I mean, it flies around like no tomorrow, yes, so um, I, I still do the pendulum always when I'm on Afterlife Forums. I'm still on Afterlife Forums. That's Mikey's original platform. I do uh-huh. like that. I get questions still all the time, and I do always use the pendulum to confirm what I'm hearing telepathically now. Well, it works very well. And I know it took a long time to write the book, but my, my role in this was just to form it into a book, you know, make sure it was organized the right way and kind of edit it so that it could be submitted and, and could be published. Um, and whenever I tried, tried to change anything, Carol would not allow it. Every word in that book came, except I think I wrote a little preface, but every word came from Mikey Morgan directly. This is a book written by someone who is at the upper, now at the upper part of the sixth level. He's very, very near the source level, the highest level by far from which anybody has communicated with us all by himself in a modern idiom. It's just not ever been done before. It's considered to be such a tremendous sacrifice, by the way, on Mikey's part that now, um, one of my independent sources for Mikey, frankly, is Thomas, my own guide, and he reveres Mikey. Um, I asked him once how how much higher Mikey was than he was, and I know he's at upper fifth level. He stopped incarnating. 
he told he said, "Do you see that star up there? Well, there's a star above us. That's Mikey. So that's how much he reveres Mikey. And we we put out the book, and it has been so wonderfully received. The book, everyone, is called Flying High in Spirit: A Young Snowboarder's Account of His Ride Through Heaven. And it's by Mikey Morgan and Carol Morgan. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. And I hear from people because Mikey doesn't yet have his own website. He will. But until then, MikeyMorgan.com points to RobertaGrimes.com and we promote his book, you know, with ours. And uh, I, I hear so I hear from people from time to time and they have read his book and they love it. I think it's really the best account of what it's like to be in the afterlife to actually and to even enter the afterlife that I have seen. He talks about the process. He died in a car accident out of his body before he died. And then and nobody else was even hurt, which is amazing. But then he talks about the people who came for him, where they took him, how he ended up going higher. All of these things he talks about just matter-of-factly in his book. So I recommend it highly. It's a wonderful book. So now we're going to hear Mikey answer some questions that Carol has asked him. Did these all come from Afterlife Forums or from various places? Well, a lot of these are from Afterlife Forums. Um, I would say a lot of them are from Afterlife Forums, but you know, other questions that people may ask me too. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it's, it's things that are conversed a fair amount. I mean, the afterlife forums has just a ton of information. If people have any interest at all, I mean, there is so much information on that forum. I actually think it's a great, a great place to, to kind of dabble in and see what's, what's going on. You know, I, I really, I, I still really I, like I think that. It site. Is too. Yeah. I, I wish I could go there. I just don't have any time. But it's it's one. It's run by a wonderful moderator, and um, you you're the biggest attraction, frankly, you and Mikey. But Afterlife Forums with an S dot com is a forum to, for discussions about the afterlife. It has a search function, and it's it just passed its tenth anniversary. It's very old. Has a, tr- a ton of information on on the platform. So if anyone is curious, you might just try it out and see if you like it. Um, all right. So let's let's um, and and one more thing, everyone. If if there's a question as you hear him that you would like to ask him, just send it to me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com and. I'll get it to, to Carol. She'll be back soon, and, and maybe she'll be able to get Mikey to answer your question. So there's that option for you, too. So let's start talking, Carol. He's answered a question about ghosts, whether they're real. What are ghosts? So ghosts are actually earthbound, so they they do exist. So what can happen is a soul doesn't want to transition. So when we leave our body, we have loving guidance to get us to transition back to the afterlife dimensions. But there are some souls that resist transitioning. And often Mikey will tell me that these are souls that have feel like they have unfinished business here, or uh-huh. maybe they have an addiction that they just don't want to leave, Okay. So they will stay here and in this dimension, they can move things. They can do things. They, wow. The ghosts are real. Uh, this earthbound is a soul that is, you know, basically struggling to transition back. And so, I mean, they can do different things and, and um, you know, they're, and they're trying to work through things and they, 
they need guidance and help. And often, Mikey says, there are actual souls that try to help these people transition back to the afterlife dimensions. But if they, you know, it's, again, it's their choice. And sometimes, you know, they're resisting. And so they need more education and whatever of why they need to transition back and whatever. But they can be souls that kind of get hung up in the earthly uh, things here, you know, whether it is addictions or unfinished business that they feel they want to resolve, you know, before they cross over to right. the afterlife dimensions. So it, it, but they definitely do exist and they can, you know, be in homes that they, you know, grew up in or whatever. I mean, this definitely does occur. Oh, that makes it easier to turn out the light and go to sleep without a worry, doesn't it? <laughs> about well, that. and you know, I mean, again, at the end of the day, Mikey will always say, you know, fear, you know, you sh- we have nothing to fear. And even when we pass and we're approaching our death, we really have nothing to fear because it's at the end of the day, it's all about love and, and, uh, and they guide us and they help us when we do transition. So, but, but this can happen. I mean, this, the, the earthbound situation does exist for sure. The ghost situation. There are such, there are such things. Now, now, what it isn't, so so from his perspective, an earthbound is just someone who has not, they're out of their body, the body has died, but they haven't gone uh, with their loved ones who came to them as their deathbed visitors. They have decided to stay behind. That, that's, they have decided to stay behind and they resist it because they feel they have, uh, you know, sometimes like when we're here on this earth, of course, there's all this, well, you know, it's not easy here. And I think when there's conflicts and turmoils and, and different issues, you know, they want to resolve that before they leave. And of course, once you're out of your body, you can't really resolve it. You can't do anything. You know? and That's so the problem. It, yeah. Right. It, it's part of your learning experience because we do come here to learn and we learn through our experiences, but we get kind of hung up in that earthly realm of how things are here. And so we resist our guidance to transition back to the afterlife dimensions. And so we kind of hover here trying to, you know, um, work through our issues or whatever, or like with an addiction, you know, you can hear where they literally kind of cling to someone who has a similar, they can cling to someone who kind of has a similar addiction to satisfy that addiction. Whatever the case is, um, there's always guidance to try to get them to go back, cross over to the afterlife dimensions. There's always loving guidance there for them. And they're trying to be taught and whatever of why they need to transition back. Um, I think it's, it's good that you point out that there is, there's a rescue effort, which is pretty tremendous to rescue everyone. And there also, it p- appears, is another way that people can become earthbound, and that is to just be distracted at the moment of death. When you're first out of your body, that here's a little you know, tip, for, tip for the wise. When you are out of your body and, and there are people around you that you recognize, you know, mom, but, oh, she looks young, all of that. Those people have come to take you where you're going, and you should go with them instantly as fast as you possibly can because if the people around your deathbed 
start to, you know, be upset. Oh, my goodness, he's died. She's dead. What do we do? Well, especially if, if you're young or it was a, a sudden death, you, you want to comfort them. And if you start focusing on living people, you will lose your ability to even perceive your deathbed visitors. And that appears to be another reason some people become earthbound. And so trip for, tip for the wise, go where you're supposed to go right away and don't be tempted. You can help those your, your loved ones from there, but you cannot help them from here, as Mikey has pointed out to us. In his book, he really describes that moment. When yes. he was out of his body and he could see what was going on with the accident, but he was also being greeted by these loved ones. I mean, he goes in a pretty good detail yes, about what that's like and what that feels like, which I think was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was, it was interesting for me anyway. Yeah, yes. because when, when we do afterlife research, everyone, you need to understand we are, my research was done, the bulk of it, among um, communications received through physical mediums, deep trance mediums primarily, and channels, 100 plus years ago, it was received in the late 19th and early, very early 20th century. And when you read those, they're very accurate. There's, they're consistent, but they're all different. It's, a, it's an amazing trove of hundreds of, of accounts from people who have recently transitioned about it all. But you can't ask them any questions. You, you, and they aren't focusing on the things you and I might focus on. It was very. It was like after years of research that I finally found someone who had asked a, a newly a dead loved one whether he was solid. Is it solid there? Why didn't they ask that question right at the start? So it, it, that makes it a little frustrating to do this research, I must say. And that's another reason why Mikey is such a resource, because he'll answer those questions. He knows. He really knows. All right. Briefly, why is it that the people who – you know, because there are books on the market that were were channeled from people who have recently died, and I have read some of them. My Thomas won't let me read any more because they're always wrong. Why did they get it wrong? They're in the afterlife too. It's simple. They you can't go higher than your spiritual vibration, and if you're vibrating as a normal person, you know, upper third level, early lower fourth, something like that, you have no idea what's going on above you. But because you're dead. You think you probably should wing it so that we will be comforted to know there's stuff. There's a lot going on. And then we then we take wild guesses. That's what those books are. Do not read them because they will confuse you. And in some cases, people email me. Some of them are frightening, actually, even though they weren't meant to be. But Mikey Morgan is genuine, and he is so high, highly advanced that about the only thing he can't tell you for certain is what it's like at the source level. But – he can give us a hint about what, what God is from the, the, the high elevated place where he is. He's got a different perspective there. So how, would, how does he describe God? So God is far beyond a man sitting in a chair. So I think yes, that what's interesting is because in the Bible, God is referred to as a he. I think it's natural for us because we're in human form. We put uh, or think of God as a man or a ruler. And that really is not how it is, according to Mikey. Mikey talks about God as the source of everything that exists. And everything is energy. And God is the collective of all this. And so Mikey will say the simplest way to think of this is God is love, okay? So the more loving and positive our energy is, the more God 
like or God we have. So everything, God is everywhere. And he says it's, it's hard for us to imagine, but it's a unity of absolute pure love, which is infinite. And it's, it's a collective. It's the source of everything that exists. And so it's an, it's an incredible collection of loving consciousness that can create unbelievable things, of course. And I mean, our minds are very powerful, but our minds, our, our being is part of God. But God, the more loving and the more love there is, the more God there is. I guess I, I'm trying to think of a simple, you know, it's, it's a collective. It's the source. But he says it's just beyond anything we can understand. But where love is, God is. And so it's, God is not a ruler. God doesn't come down and punish us and, and cause things. I mean, people will say, like, even like with COVID, well, this is God punishing us. Well, no, uh-huh. it isn't. Yep. And so, Mike, you'll say, you know, spirit didn't put that here. So God is so far beyond anything the human mind can comprehend. It's the source of all. It's the collective of all. It is a unity of absolute pure love, which is infinite, and we're all part of it. So he describes that, I know in the book, he describes God as a perfect rose flower. So each of us kind of represents a petal that intertwines with each other and makes this perfect, absolute pure love collective, which is like a perfect rose that is flawless. Is how he describes it in the book, trying to make it, you know, in simpler terms, but yeah. it's way beyond anything we can comprehend. And it's not one man sitting in a big chair. No, that's beautiful. And notice everyone times he says, God is. It took me a long time to accept what Thomas was telling me, which is that God is a collective. God isn't one person, in other words. God is a, is mm-hmm. a collective of perfected beings. And this is common. Yeah. This is how things work. The higher you are spiritually, the more you live and work as part of a collective of beings at your who are at your same level. And the highest level is what we call God and acts very differently than any mere physical God could act because that is the, the, the sum total. Think of all the most advanced people, especially including Jesus, who are, who are part of that collective. And think of all the love and all the joy and all the goodness that comes with knowing and getting ever closer to the genuine God. It took me a long time to accept the, the whole collective idea. And then I heard Mike answer that question for the first time. And I said, oh, of course. That's how all beings work. That's how we work. We are, our minds are part of the same consciousness that continuously manifests all of reality. We are part of God, all of us. And it's just that we need to forget the negativity that weighs us down so much, cast it off as just so much excess baggage, and simply rise to the level that we possibly can and eventually become part of the Godhead ourselves. It's just a, it's just a beautiful system. And there's nothing, as Mikey stresses, there's nothing about it we should ever fear. We should love it. We should be joyous about it. And our minds will never end. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Carol. Oh, you're welcome. So, so, so let's, let's get sort of more lighthearted. What about animals in the afterlife? 
they are there. So animals are there. Mikey tells me they are of a different type of a soul group than we are. And often, you know, they do not reincarnate. Our pets are there. I mean, our loving pets, their silly personalities that they have are there. And often these pets can come and greet us when we transition. And I always tell Mikey, be sure when I, when I die, I want all my Yes, all my dogs <laughs> and stuff that come yeah, too. Of course. So they we're all connected. So it, it's a loving. It's how you know our loving connections never ever go away. So those connections continue. And so when we transition back, we absolutely will see them. And yes, there are animals, and they are all different places. There's different. It, it, Mikey just describes how glorious and beautiful it is, or is in how everything lives in harmony. And it's just, you know, a beautiful place to be. And again, animals are energy, just like we are. Everything is energy. So it continues on. It, it never is destroyed. It, we change form, you know, we leave our earthly shell here that we have when we go back, but Absolutely. Animals are there and our pets absolutely are there. And Mikey does describe, you know, that story of the rainbow bridge. I know people have heard that when you lose a pet or whatever, Mikey says that concept absolutely does exist. And that is a true thing where pets do go places and you can reconnect with your pets. And so there is a place of such in the afterlife dimensions. And so Mikey went and was and got his puppies, you know, the dogs he was connected with while he was here. And he said it was amazing how joyous their reunion was and how the dogs' personalities are literally exactly the same as what they were like when they were here. And they're healthy and happy. And, I mean, I just... I think that's so cool myself. I can't wait to see yeah, some of my pets. Yeah, I think it's too, wonderful. So. But th- but this is this is one of the things we are more about the fact that if you have ever loved a pet and the pet loved you, that pet will be there. It doesn't have to be a dog or a cat. It could be a hamster. In my case, it's a horse. Yep. Um, but those mm-hmm. animals are, are waiting for us, and they are young, healthy, beautiful, and that they are the same guys that you knew when, when they were here in a, you know, little fur jacket. So if the, that's, I don't think, I've had people actually send me emails saying, if my dogs can't be there, I don't want to go there either. Well, that's nothing you have to worry about. They're, they're all there. Yeah, your dogs you, are there. Your pets are there. Yep. And I'd, I'd just like to stress the fact that it is beautiful there, and it's also a couple of other things. It's also solid. Number one, but it's a, it's different from matter. In fact, it appears to be somewhat translucent in some lights, and it does everything is alive. The the everything that everything is made of is alive, and it never dies. So you never see a, a leaf drop or any of the things that we're used to here. There are colors you've never before seen on Earth, um, and and gigantic. A lot of them talk about the flowers are as tall as a person. Think of a think of a whole forest of sunflowers of amazing colors you've never seen before, and that's sort of what it's like there. But they've also got snow in the for the for the the American North American summerland, which is where we go. Um, there, you can see the Rocky Mountains in the distance, and Mikey actually continues to snowboard, right? 
That is correct. He does continue to snowboard. That was truly one of his most favorite things to do while he was here on earth. And he does snowboard and he continues to do so. And he loves it. (laughs) We can do whatever we love to do here. We can do there. Oh no. He's asked. Yes, absolutely. He's still, he's still snowboarding. I don't think he'll ever give that up. Isn't that funny? You know? Six level B snowboards, but he tells us about the snow, and and he talks about this in his again in flying high in spirit, which and that's of course what he's talking about with flying high in spirit because he was really he said he's better than Sean White now because you can't hurt yourself. Of course, that body can't be hurt. It's not cold unless you want it to be, and you. It, he said you just. It's so cool that he doesn't have to worry about getting hurt or trying to, you know, everything is risky there is fine because you cannot possibly harm yourself. So um, I, I think that that's worth the price of the book. Just hearing him talk about how much fun he's having now snowboarding and getting the best at it. That he really enjoys it still. Wow, well, and it's great. interesting. He, he describes too that he wears some of the favorite stuff he used to wear here when he was snowboarding here, which I mean, it just, it's just, interesting to me that our minds are very powerful and um, what we can together, you know, create. And so even here, you know, Mikey tells me, and I think this is important for people to know that our minds are very powerful here. And with health and everything, I mean, we, if our minds, if we try to stay on a positive note with things, even though, I mean, there's a lot of tough stuff going on right now, but if what we put out, we can we get back. And so it's so important to always be positive because our minds, we can literally make ourselves sick or we can make ourselves better. And if we stay on a positive note, that is just a huge piece in raising our vibration as individuals here because anything that's positive has love as the basis. So that's always an important piece. That's what Mikey really does is even though he is this exalted, very high level being, he's talking to us like a regular American kid and he he stresses what's important, which is love. We tend to think love is part of a panoply of emotions. No, um, by the time you get to his level, there's only one emotion and it is love beyond anything we here can even imagine. We all can achieve that. And that's really what seek reality is all about, because when you really understand what reality is, that's what you want too, more than anything. You want to be and have the kind of joy that that Mikey has in in perfect love. So that's beautiful. And so we plan our lives in order to um, learn as much as we can while we're here. And and can Mikey talk a little about how we plan? What what what's the process of life planning? So. He talks about that we come here with a general life plan with a few key experiences that we want to have and our guides try to keep us on track. The free will choices of ourselves and of others can change things along the way, but we come with a general life plan. So how general is general? So I asked Mikey that question with myself. I said, what's my, what was my general life plan? He told me that my life plan, because we were apparently all working on, you know, you kind of work on your life plans together with people, souls from your soul group, and then you come here and you work through the experiences you want to have to gain your 
progress your spiritual growth, your vibration. And so he said, my plan was love and helping others was my general life plan. When I think about that, from ever since I've been little, I've worked in a hospital. I started at 14 as a candy striper, and I've continued to work as a hospital caregiver my whole life, my profession as a physical therapist, working with people with disabilities and in the hospital setting has been something I've done for 36 years. Before wow. that, I worked as a physical therapy aide. I, I have worked as a caregiver my whole life. It's what felt right to me. It's what I started when I was very little. And it's interesting to me now that he tells me this, that this was my general life plan, was love and helping others. Well, that's really what I did, you know, caring for others, to be a caregiver. Well, I, even with my elderly parents, I took care of my parents. It's what seemed right, what I was supposed to do. But that was and is, was my life plan. And it is interesting how that all has really happened all the way along the course of my life, even long before Mikey was born. Yes. Well, now, of course, I'm still, you know, I, I, I want to help others that are grieving, letting them, I want them to know that your loved ones are still close. They're not far. Our connections never end and you will be and see your loved ones again. So even what I'm doing now, I feel like, okay, this is similar as well to that. And then, of course, he talks about that we had some key experiences that we wanted to have. And, of course, what has happened with Mikey passing before me at a younger age to do what I'm doing now was apparently a specific plan or experience that was to happen to me. And to this day, I find it hard that I would agree to do, you know, <laughs> to have this happen. But that's wait, the story, wait, wait, what I'm told. So yeah, but but I remember, I remember when he, when he made it clear to you that, um, in fact, this was what this had been planned. And you used to mutter to me, "I never would have agreed to this. I would never have agreed right. to this." But you've accepted it now. No. I think. I've accepted it now. I mean, I do feel that, yeah, this is obviously what I'm supposed to be doing. At the time, you know, it's just the most brutal thing ever to lose a child um, for a parent. I think it's the hardest thing ever. And so at least that's my personal uh, perception or experience. And so yeah, I can't even imagine yeah. it. But but now, I mean, my it's just my relationship is just different with my son. I don't see him physically. I hear him. It's it, actually, I mean, I feel like I'm closer to him now than when he was in the physical because literally I can tap into him any time of the day yeah, and, that's and have him be with me. And there were times even early on after Mikey's accident that I would call for him for help with something and I would get help. And it was, I, I felt in my heart that I knew it was him and it really was him. You know, and I really yeah. believe that, that, and it has helped me so much to get through the grief of that whole situation. When you really knew that this really was Mikey, he wasn't dead at all, that must have made a huge difference. Oh, uh, it was huge. It was a miracle when, when Sally Baldwin told me that I had the ability, she's a spiritual medium, that 
well, she has since passed, but the spiritual medium told me that I had the ability to communicate with my son and she would show me how I, I said, you're crazy. Yeah. I said, there's no way I can yeah. do this. And she says, oh yes, you can. You have this ability. And I, it, it was, it, to this day, it's for me, it's, it's a miracle. It's an Is absolute it? miracle. And I, I believe in miracles. Miracles do happen. And I believe and I know that our connections just don't end. And I continue to talk out loud to him. And I tell everybody, talk out loud to your loved ones. I mean, they hear you. They do hear you. no question about it. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful. We're coming to the end of our time. Um, I, I just wonder, what do you think that Mikey wants people to take? Because he puts, this is... I should just tell you, people who are in the afterlife at his level don't sit around on clouds swinging their feet. They are very busy and very active. They do a lot of service work, and and they're learning to basically join the collective that is the source that manifests everything we see around us. So this is a big deal. He makes it a priority to communicate through Carol with all of us. Do you know why this is important to him? Has he ever told you? I think he feels that things should be more positive here. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to reflect back even when he was here on the planet. He was a young man who had this energy about him and he was very well liked by people and he had a lot of friends and he had a lot of following when he was doing his DJ work and whatever. And his big thing was, you know, to have fun and to be positive. And he really did avoid negative, negativity, negative people that he thought were hurtful or whatever. He really did. He was also incredibly forgiving at his age. You know, as we get older, we learn more. I mean, I have learned so much even in the past 20 years and he did not have that opportunity when he was there because he passed early but even at a young age for him you know he was forgiving of things he avoided negative things he loved to have fun and he was always a positive kid and so and if he had a challenge that where he felt he had gotten defeated whether he didn't make a basketball team or whatever he just turned around and went a different direction and did something else that was yes 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 for him so i think his message of what he's trying to do here is be positive i mean you you attract what you put out into the universe you know that's right i always he always says you know i always say i'm talking to the universe you know i'm talking and to god i mean i'm you can, whatever word you choose to use when, you know, you're talking to God, God is just this collective. It's the universe. It's, it's everything. It's, but it's about love. At the end of the day, it's all about love. And when he left here, pushing the song love generation and also the song world hold on, they're both by Bob Sinclair. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics of those songs, the message is so powerful, especially with what is happening today in the world. It's so divided, at least in the United States right now. And so right. if people could just be kind and respectful to each other and just be positive, I mean, think of what a better place it could be here. So that's, that's, that's kind of the work of it, I guess. 
that that is just that's perfect that's and and that's why he put so much effort into that's why he went through the whole process of coming to earth and dying that was his last exit point everyone you know we plan in two or three exit points like one in middle age one in very old age his last exit point was when he was 20 because he had to go home so that he could communicate through carol who's still you know vibrant very much alive and they have Thank you, God, many more years to share this kind of inf- intimate information from the afterlife and and from God, really, with all of us. So this is a treasure that we have, and I'm trying to help them all I can to get their word out. For now, MikeyMorgan.com points to my website, RobertaGrimes.com, and we, we're promoting his book, Flying High in Spirit, with my own books. I, I helped Carol to write, not so much write it, but just edit it and polish it some, so... I have a little bit of a claim, but this is all Mikey's work, and Carol made sure of that. It is an extraordinary book. I really recommend it highly. There's no better book about what it's like to die, enter the afterlife, and be in the afterlife, and it's all written in a happy young man tone. It's a it's a beautiful book. Um, eventually, he's going to have his own website, but we'll always be trying to help his message come out as much as possible into the world because he'll always be our wonderful, precious friend here at Seek Reality. So thank you, Carol, for so much, and thank you, Mikey, for being with us today. You are welcome. It's always fun to be on the show. <laughs> it's fun. It really is. Everyone, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm so glad you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get all the implications of that fact, it's going to change everything in your whole life for the better. Next week, our guest will be my friend, Brian D. Smith, who will join us for the second time. I first met Brian not long after the sudden transition of his beautiful 15-year-old daughter, Shana. Brian was wrestling with his strictly Christian upbringing and he emailed me. I was so impressed by him that I did something I've done only, I think, twice in five years. I invited him to share his blog post on my own blog in November of 2015. Since then, we've become friends, Brian and I, and he's made a point of helping other parents who have lost a child to death. It's his own beautiful tribute to Shana. Next week, Brian will be joining us to talk about his program and his mission, which he calls Grief to Growth, Grief with a Two Growth. He is an earnest man with such a fire in the belly for helping other people. You're going to love him. Please join us next week. And today, of course, we've been talking with Mikey and Carol Morgan. Oh, they're so beautiful. They've been with us for the 12th time, and they're going to be back I probably three or four times a year from now on because these are very, very Interesting that this is a Chinese curse and ancient Chinese curses. May you live in interesting times worldwide. These are very interesting times. Remember, that was a curse. It wasn't a blessing. And and the more the more we can hear from someone who has a perspective on all of this and a perspective on, frankly, all of reality, which is what Mikey is, the more we can hear from him, the better. And I think it's going to help us to say stay at peace and stay focused to hear from him more often. So we're going to do that. Again, he last incarnated in the 1600s. He's evolved to what we think of as the upper part of the sixth level right next to the source. And he came to earth when he didn't have to do it and took on a body and took on life on earth. And it was such an extraordinary sacrifice on his part that they say that now they tell us he was at the lower sixth level. He's now at the upper sixth level, which is which is a beautiful thing, too. And from there, he eagerly wants to help us. 
Mikey Morgan is an international spiritual resource for everyone. We are lucky, lucky to have Carol and Mikey as our friends, but they're, they're going to become much bigger than they are now once the word really gets out that there is someone, in fact, in a position to tell us what is going on, where we can seek reality and really have a chance to find. I've thought about where it's going from here for you, and, and I think we need to talk about that. We will talk about it off air because this is an important set of messages we want everyone to get and we're, we're going to try to give them the biggest platform possible right now afterlifeforums.com and i'll put that of course in the in the notes to this program mikey morgan is a treasure he's the only person who has ever as far as we know incarnated specifically so he could communicate with a, with a, someone he was close to from the afterlife, and he is at the highest level. This is this. I didn't believe it was possible at first, and now I just think he is a treasure, and we have got to do all we can to help everybody benefit from the joy of having him able to help us. Now, as you know, my own books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and Soon the Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. That's been written, by the way, and ready to go for two years. And my, uh, I almost said Mikey, uh, Thomas has wanted me not to publish it. I never knew why until now. Um, it's going to be part of a much larger platform that comes out in this coming year, and we're excited about that, too. If you want to talk about anything, any of my books or anything at all, all you can need to do is contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. It can take a few days, but I do answer every email. Just make sure I have the correct email address. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net, realrevolutionradio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and many other stations, including those in the wonderful Dream Vision 7 radio family, where they play recent but not not current uh, 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 seek reality episodes as uh, to, to, uh, on, on the radio. There are radio stations that play these episodes. Um, I just love these people. They're wonderful. So easy to work with and such happy spiritual people. There's also a Seek Reality app in the, for free in the iTunes store, and people more and more are telling us that's, that's just how they listen. So that's great, too. However you can find me, I'm delighted to help you. For, and wherever you are in your journey, I'm delighted to hear from you. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you in particular, most of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.